Where's Dale? Dale Holness. Where's good old Dale? Oh, there you are. Okay, come on up. Mayor, I am here. Steve, I hear you. You're on the phone, Steve. I got you. Thank you, sir. Just, Steve, if you could just mute whatever you got there until you're talking. Thank you. I was. I only unmute when I'm speaking, sir. Thank, Thank you. you. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Broward County Commission. Today is uh, April 9th. And I ask, like to ask everybody to please rise for the Pledge of Allegiance and please remain standing afterwards. And in honor of all the Deltas here today, I'd like to ask Bertha Henry to lead us in the Pledge of Allegiance. It is customary that we observe a moment of silence in honor of notable persons from our community who have recently passed. Colleagues, does anyone have someone that they wish to remember during this time? Okay, uh, let us all honor all the brave men and women who have served and continue to serve in our armed forces, both here and abroad, and thank them for their service. I ask that we pause for a moment of silence. Thank you. Please have your seats. Again, welcome to the April 9th Commission meeting. Uh, thank you for being here. In addition to our regular meeting, there will be a workshop on the Cirque Hotel Engineering Study in room 430 at 1230 p.m. or immediately following this meeting. Today's music was selected by Commissioner Furr. He chose to play all along the Watchtower by Jimi Hendrix. Bit of, a, little apropos, a little apropos for the day. We have several proclamations we're going to start with. And the first proclamation I'd like to start with um, has to do with an individual and a family that uh, first he developed the first school in Broward County that uh, dealt with kids with learning disabilities. And today, we can say that the school is the number one private school in the nation and, and high school in Florida for the highest number of nationally recognized scholars for the ninth consecutive year. I'm talking about American Heritage, and I'd like uh, Mr. William Lorry, the CEO, to come forward. Please come up. I'd like, I'd like to ask Dr. Dr. Doug Lorry. Dr. Doug Lorry, the president, to please come up. And Leslie Wood, vice president, please come up. On the other side. Okay. Nice to meet you. Saw you again. Excuse me. Let me cut right in here. Okay. Whereas William Laurie, a native of Central Florida, earned his bachelor's degree in economics and a minor in political science from the University of the South in 1952 and a master's degree in reading, learning disabilities, administration, and supervision from the University of Florida in 1959. Mr. Laurie began his teaching career in 1952 and later became a principal at an elementary school in Pasco County. And whereas Mr. Laurie served his country in the 53rd Combat Signal Battalion from 1955 to 1957. Whereas Mr. Lorry's childhood and early 
adulthood struggle with dyslexia and hyperactivity inspired him to build a school for students with learning differences. In 1965, he founded the American Academy, the first school of its kind in Broward County. And then in 1971 and 72, Mr. Lorry purchased facilities to house American Heritage, his college prep school, and American Academy. In 1982, he merged 600 students into a new campus and plantation where the Broward County location is today. In 1999, he opened a Palm Beach County location of the school in Boca del Rey. Today, American Academy continues to serve students with mild learning difficulties such as dyslexia, ADHD, and auditory processing. His staff uses a multi-sensory approach that combines the most current educational research and an individual targeted approach to learning. 100%, let me say that again, 100% of American Academy students are accepted into colleges and universities. What a great honor. And whereas American Heritage Del Rey is the number one high school in Palm Beach County for nationally recognized scholars with 1,500 students and 276 instructors. Um, as I said before, American Heritage Plantation is the number one private school in the nation and high school in Florida for the highest number of nationally recognized scholars for the ninth consecutive year with 2,800 students and 512 instructors. Mr. Lorry's school gives students a rigorous traditional education and forward-thinking, technologically advanced, well-rounded environment. Now, therefore, be it proclaimed by the Board of County Commissioners of Broward County that the board hereby designates today, Tuesday, April 9th, 2019, as William Lorry Day in Broward County, Florida. Congratulations. Let me give this to you. If you want to say a couple words. It's good that he said, just say a couple of words, okay? But I would like to thank you as a body for this recognition. Uh, I'd like to thank you for the many times that we've come before you for various issues. I've had the fortunate experience of uh, working with uh, Miramar, uh, City of Miramar, and their uh, city council and their workers, Hollywood, Fort Lauderdale, Wilton Manors, Oakland Park Boulevard, Oak, excuse me, Oakland Park, Plantation. Uh, it's been a marvelous experience working with these very hardworking, dedicated people in the city and the county. I would also like to say quickly that uh, what a joy it's been to work with uh, the teachers in my various schools that I've had through the years, their principals, the parents, the children, the lunchroom workers, the bus drivers, security people, they're all marvelous people that have given the school such a wonderful reputation. And I thank you again. Thank you.
you know, uh, Mayor, I can attest to the fact that they're a great school as they walk out. My youngest child, uh, Dalen, attends American Heritage. Been there for a while. You could have gotten a scholarship. You're, <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking. You waited too long. Next, uh, next proclamation is going to be from Commissioner Beamfer, who will present a proclamation to representatives from the Florida Association for the Education of Young Children. And if uh, Jane Hafer, uh, Jennifer Amador, Michelle Cabrera, Inela Carusi, Margie Condolan, Helen Magnuson, and Pablo Calvo would please join me at the uh, podium. Um, this is the, uh, nationally, this is the week where we celebrate the uh, week of the young child. And with me are some people that help our county on an, on an enormous basis do that every single day. They don't, it's not just one week. Um, and uh, they are, we are going to be um, recognizing the Florida Association for the Education of Young Children's um, uh, and, and the work that they do. So. There is a there has been a, a recent emphasis on uh, reviewing all of the child care centers that we have in this county and actually throughout the state. And what you, what's what's happening right now, is, in, in case people don't know, is every child care center in our county is being reviewed and being rated <coughs> and looking to see what kind of strengths, what kind of weaknesses they have. And it's going to be an opportunity for us as a county to be able to dedicate the resources to make our early education system the best in the nation, second to none. When we do that, we make sure that we have a higher literacy rate. It makes sure that we have a, a uh, skilled workforce and the talent that, that industry is going to want, and it's going to raise, help raise the standard of living across this county. So I, I thank you all for being here. And with that, um, whereas the Florida Association for the Education of Young Children's mission is to benefit children and families by providing leadership, advocacy and professional development for early childhood professionals. And whereas the vision of the Florida Association for the Education of Young Children is for every child and family to have access to quality services and for every early childhood professional and that every childhood professional is highly respected, skilled, fully supported, and equitably compensated. And whereas Florida Association, the Florida Association Education of Young Children is a specialized community of more than 3,000 early care and educational professionals from Florida representing two national associations serving in all levels of early childhood education, working directly with thousands of families with children from birth to age eight, as well as at the high school, college, and advanced graduate levels training teachers. And whereas the first years of a child's life is a period of the most rapid brain development, and it lays the foundation for all future learning. And whereas the Broward chapter the Southern Early Childhood Association, the Florida Association for the Education of Young Children, and all other childhood organizations are celebrating April 6th to April 13th, 2019 as the Week of the Young Child. And whereas high quality early childhood education depends on well-trained early childhood, childhood educators who ensure that children supported by families have enriched experiences needed for a strong educational foundation. And whereas the needs of young children are an access to uh, and early childhood workforce who are skilled, well-educated, competent, consistent, and compassionate, reflecting a rich diversity of linguistic, racial, and cultural identities. And whereas a working family requires an educational system that, that allows them to choose a quality child care program 
when selecting the setting that best meets their needs. And whereas early childhood educators need opportunities to acquire critical skills, knowledge, and competencies through pathways to credentials and higher education degrees, with sustaining wages commensurate with the educational abilities they bring to the complex and the valuable work they do. Now, therefore, be it proclaimed by the Board of County Commissioners of Broward County, Florida, that the board hereby designates April 8th through April 12th, 2019, as the week of the young child in Broward County, Florida, and signed by our mayor, Mark Bogan. And th thank you. On behalf of Broward County Early Childhood Association uh, and Mayor of Broward County, as well as our commissioners and all those in the audience, we ask you to make sure and also keep us accountable for what we do every day. And we really appreciate all your support and our friends here, the colleagues, and those that are in our audience. We thank you for all that you do supporting us each and every day to make a difference for all children, all ages. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you guys for everything. Next, our uh, next proclamation will be coming from our distinguished Commissioner Fisher, uh, who will present a proclamation to Matt Organ, Executive Vice President of the Boys and Girls Club of Broward County, Kareem Edwards, Director of Development of Boys and Girls Club of Broward County, and Antalia, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Barbara, Barbara, Senior at Hollandale High School. I'm sorry if I'm mis mispronouncing names. Please, come on down. Come on down. Thank you, Barry. We do have uh, a special guest again tonight. You're going to hear about her momentarily about what her accomplishments have been. So it's an honor and privilege to be here today to present this proclamation on behalf of the Boys and Girls Club. And it reads as follows. Whereas the young people of Broward County, Florida are tomorrow's leaders. Whereas many such young people need professional youth, their services to help them reach their full potential. Whereas there are 12 charter clubs, of boys and girls clubs of Broward County providing services to a membership of over 12,032 young people ranging from the ages of six to 18. Whereas the boys and girls club of Broward County are places a great future starts as young people learn healthy lifestyles and good citizenship practices. 
as the Boys and Girls Clubs of Broward County help to keep young people off the streets, offering them safe and supportive places to go and provide them with quality programs and projects. And in 2018, 18,838 volunteer hours were completed by our young team members. Whereas membership of these clubs aids in academic successes with a 98% high school graduation and a 77% college enrollment rate. Whereas the Boys and Girls Clubs of Broward County will celebrate National Boys and Girls Club Week 2019 and among 4,000 clubs and more than 2 million young people nationwide. Now therefore be it proclaimed by the Board of County Commissioners of Broward County, Florida that the board hereby designates April the 8th through the 12th, 2019 is National Boys and Girls Club Week right here in Broward County, Florida in recognition of the comprehensive and effective services that are being provided to young people within our communities. Signed by our mayor, Mark Bogan, thank you for the proclamation. Who's gonna speak first? I'll, I'll jump in. Come on, sure. Mr. Oregon, thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, uh, thank you very much. Um, on behalf of Brian Quayle, who cannot be here today, he's out on family medical leave, so he asked me to, to step in, and I'm very familiar with the commission and all the good work that everybody does on, to support the Boys and Girls Clubs. Um, just a couple of fun facts here on the county clubs, the Lauder Hill, uh, Reitman, and Carver Ranches. This, uh, in 2017-18, we had almost 3,000 members, young people that have signed up um, at those clubs, with a total visits of over 144,000 visits and total hours of over 680,000 hours of our young people coming to those clubs. Um, we had 97% of our members progress to the next grade level. We had 96% of our senior members graduate from high school. We had close to 1,200 total project volunteer hours completed and over 300, 301 members participated in our college and career programs. And the last couple fun facts is that over 200,000 hours of physical fitness activities were performed and over 217,000 healthy snacks and meals were served to our young people. So that's, uh, and without the support, this is not happening. So thank you very much. And we do have a special guest here. Yes. If you wouldn't, if I could take one minute just to introduce her. Please. That would be great. Um, behind me is our 2017 Carver Ranches Youth of the Year. It's Antonia Barbary. She's been a member of the Boys and Girls Club's Carver Ranches Unit for seven years. She's a senior at Hollandale High School and maintains, I had 3.7, she corrected me and said it's 4.4 GPA. <laughs> she, as I was going over the notes, she actually took my notes, crossed it out and said, no, you're, you're wrong. I don't mind being wrong with that. Right, yeah, exactly, right, right, right. Uh, Antonia, she balances classes as well as her high school and club activities. She serves as the president of our Keystone Club, which is a youth leadership organization for teens. Our cheerleading coach, she's uh, heads up food and toy drives. She participates in flag football, basketball. She's also a staff member planning to go to Broward College, and she's going to study to be a nurse. So let me introduce you to our 2017 Youth of the Year. Hello, my name is Antonia Barbary. I have been uh, involved with the Boys and Girls Club since I was seven years old. The club was like a second home to me, and the staff was my extended family, as I was raised by my mother in a single-parent household. My story is like that of thousands of kids across the country. However, what makes mine unique is that I grew up in the Boys and Girls Club. Through the Boys and Girls Club, I've had the opportunity to grow as a leader and meet new people. I received my first job opportunity through the club and was awarded $6,000 in scholarship money through the Boys and Girls Club. 
I am a senior in high school doing dual enrollment at Broward College. I am a first-generation college student and a proud member of the Boys and Girls Club. The Boys and Girls Club of Broward County provides thousands of youth with the tools to become successful. On behalf of my fellow club members across Broward County, we give a special thanks to the Broward County Commission for their continued support of the Boys and Girls Club of Broward County and for proclaiming April 8th through April 12th as National Boys and Girls Club Week. Thank you. We're going to take a three-hour break and come back. No, I'm joking. I'm, I'm just joking. Okay, next, um, finally, Commissioner Dr. Sharif will present a proclamation to Tracy Barnswell, President of Broward County Alumni Chapter of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority. Dale had to, uh, Dale would have loved to have been participating, but he had to uh, go quickly for some personal matter. Hopefully he'll be back, but okay. I don't know when I'll be back. It's so, okay, we got enough red in here to cover him. Yes. Okay, it's fantastic. I'm gonna take that off of you real quick. So we gotta get lots of pictures of our lovely ladies in the audience. Lovely ladies Barbara, in don't you want to, Barbara, you don't wanna have them all stand behind you? And I am, I was just getting ready to do that, but thank you, Mayor. <laughs> Lovely ladies in the audience in red, could you please come forward? Come on down. And take off those green stickers so that we can get an awesome picture. And um, two, there's two chapters here? Three. Three, whoa, okay. No, Bertha, North why don't you get down there? Broad come on, Bertha, All right. come on. And also, um, we, you know, we have the privilege of working with the Fabulous Delta on a daily basis. Miss Bertha Henry, could you please come on down here? Welcome, Dr. Snipes. Welcome. Oh, my goodness. No, no, we just keep on coming. Just keep coming around this way. Because if we all crowd in this way, then everybody on TV can see all of you. If we go this way. Hey, Bernadette. I spoke to him this morning. Oh my gosh. Oops. This is like a family reunion. All right, we got the Deltas in the house. Come on in. We got somebody to take those pictures. Okay. All right, hold on. Where's our photographer? 
Okay. Oh, she's here. Okay. Oh, we we got her. We got her. Okay. This proclamation reads, whereas Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated was founded in 1913 at Harvard University to Howard, Howard, oh God. That's okay, we're better than Harvard. <laughs> Howard University to promote academic excellence and to provide assistance to individuals in need and Whereas women accepted as members of the Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated have exhibited high academic achievement and consistent community service. And whereas the Broward County Alumni Chapter of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Inc. was chartered in Fort Lauderdale in 1955. And whereas the Broward County Alumni Chapter has worked tirelessly for nearly 65 years, providing innovative, creative, and far-reaching community service throughout Broward County, and whereas since 1955, two additional chapters of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority, Inc. were established in Broward County and included North Broward County Alumni Chapter and South Broward County Alumni Chapter, and whereas the three chapters all work on various projects and programs within the organization's extensive array of public service through its five-point program, trust involving economic development, educational development, physical and mental health, political awareness and involvement, and international awareness and involvement, and Whereas the members of the Broward County Alumni Chapter of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority, Inc. live throughout Broward County in all nine Broward County Commission districts, and that's why we're all wearing red. <laughs> Mine's angry pink. <laughs> See, I made you laugh. <laughs> And whereas the Broward County members of the Delta Sigma Theta Sorority, Inc. are desirous of remaining engaged and informed about Broward County government and have planned April the 9th, 2019 as Delta Days at Broward County and whereas the members of Delta Sigma Theta in Broward wish to offer support for county commission initiatives promoting affordable housing and transportation. Now, therefore, be it proclaimed by the Board of County Commissioners of Broward County, Florida, that the board hereby designates Tuesday, April the 9th, 2019, as Delta Sigma Theta Day Incorporated in Broward County and encourages all residents to join the members of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated to engage with their government and continue to learn, grow, and work towards a stronger and more cohesive Broward County. Signed and sealed by our fabulous mayor, Mark Bogan. Barbara, can you read that last part again, please? <laughs> okay, well, I'm doing it on the count of three, so everybody's looking the same, right? One, two, three, go. Like they say, we Greeks don't post bad pictures. <laughs> so much. Would you like to say a few words? Sure, sure. Thank you. Sure. 
Oh, we're going to do a picture. Big with us. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. That would be nice. We get a team, a team photo. Team, team. Mark. Hi there. How are you? Yeah. Good. You should talk first. I don't know why. Well, we can get him. Okay, position. we can do it. Okay, you want to do the position, the picture first and then okay. talk? Yes. Okay, go ahead. You get it? Okay. Mayor, you know you're out of order, right? Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. And the chapter president would like to say a few words. Thank you. Good morning, and thank you so much for this wonderful proclamation on behalf of all of the ladies in Broward County, members of Delta Sigma Theta. We say thank you. We are a, a group of ladies, an organization of sisters that are committed to social action. Oh, and you see the Red Army? We wear our red. We come and we represent things that are of interest in our communities. And we're always looking for an opportunity to serve others in the process of growth. So thank you so much for making us, ha allowing us to have Delta Sigma Theta Day. So it is going to be, paint the whole town will be painted red from today until tomorrow. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. The birthday, would you like to have any uh, any comments? We would never do that. Of course not. I have been a Delta for 43 years. I'm feeling my age. <laughs> Florida State University, Capital Epsilon. Um, but um, when uh, my sisters reach out, and, and you all know, we had a map up there, and we showed where all of the Deltas live. And you can see we cover Broward County. So we are everywhere. And we're growing and growing. So whenever um, we have major initiatives in our community, I want this board to know you can count on my sisters to make sure that we help deliver. And, and I had an opportunity to thank them for their support for the surtax um, and any other initiative. They're, they're anxious to start on affordable housing, so look out. Thank you, girl, ladies, sisters. Did you say you've been a member for 43 years? I did. I didn't know they allow you to be membership when you're five years old, Bertha. <laughs> I didn't know they let you as a child to be a member. Th thank you.
Thank I, you. <laughs> Bertha, you know Bogan wants something, right? I do. <laughs> I do. Oh, boy. Okay, let's go into our consent agenda today. Uh, let's read the Tuesday morning memo. Uh, consent items are 1 through 34. Public hearing items are 35 through 42. And regular items are 43 through 54. I request the following withdrawal, withdrawals, scrivener errors, and inclusion of additional information. First, item number 23, withdrawn for future staff review. Item number 46, deferred at the request of the mayor. Scrivener errors. Item number 24, currently reads motion to award open-end multiple award contracts to low-responsive responsible bidders. It should read motion to award open-end contract to low-responsive responsible bidder. Item number 35. Summary explanation background currently reads a request to vacate a portion of a 20-foot wide canal should strike through a portion of. Mayor requests without objection items 44, 45, 47, 50, 51, 52, 53 be moved to consent. Additional information, regular meeting, item number 13B, memorandum and revised pages of resolution, exhibit five, submitted by the office of the county attorney, the distinguished county attorney, may I say. Item number 27, at the end of the motion statement, the following language should be included and to authorize the mayor and clerk to execute the same. Item number 53, while approval of this item would authorize the Human Rights Board to join the Florida Hate Crime Coalition, it would not authorize the Human Rights Board or any member thereof to assert any portion, position on behalf of the county or to otherwise purport to bind the county unless such position or binding commitment is approved in advance by the county commission. Item number 53, Commissioner Steve Geller would like to be listed as a co-sponsor and Commissioner Steve Geller should be also listening on the phone. Um, yes. Thank you. Additional material, regular meeting. Items number 1A through E, board appointments. Item number four, exhibit five, disclosure of conflict of interest form submitted by Human Services Department. Item number 13, subparagraph B, revised parks pay parking resolution submitted by Office of County Attorney. Item number 43, parking garage submitted by Mayor Mark Bogan. Item number 46, letter to the board submitted by Public Works Department. Item number 46, subparagraph two, email on agenda item number 46 submitted by Commissioner Lamar Fisher. Item number 54, memo to Vice Mayor Dale Holness submitted by the Office of the County Attorney. Item number 54, subparagraph two, list of attendees to the Israel Business Outreach Mission trip submitted by Vice Mayor Dale Holness. Additional material, public hearing. Item number 42, memo to the board submitted by Commissioner Lamar Fisher. Now that that's done, let's go to our, uh, our see if there are any polls on the consent agenda. Uh, start with Commissioner Udeen. Item 51, please. Item 51. Commissioner Ryan. No polls. Okay. Commissioner, Commissioner Sharif. None. Commissioner Ridge. Uh, two, six, and seven for recusal. And I also would like to be added as a co-sponsor on 53. Please. Okay. Commissioner Fisher. I would have pulled number 13B, but I just want to thank Mr. Myers and his office for making that great correction for me that made me feel very comfortable. Thank you for that. No polls. No polls. Okay, so our consent items will be 1 through 34 minus 2, 6, 7, um, 2, 6, 7. That's it, correct? 51. And... Uh, and 51. Mayor, just, yeah, just to confirm. And 53. Uh, well, no, co-sponsor. Yeah, yeah so, so the 1 through 34, 
minus two, six, and seven for an abstention. Then you've added 44, 45, 47, 50, 52, and 53. That's your consent agenda. Right, 51, 51 is being pulled back on the, on the regular. Motion to approve. Mr. Mr. Mayor, you have a member of the audience that has pulled number 53, so that one needs to stand regular, please. Okay, I'm sorry I didn't see the uh, note. Number 53. Okay. So, 53. Second that motion. I have a motion and a second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Any, any opposed? Show that passing uh, uh, one, two, three, four. Uh, eight. Would you show me your vote in the affirmative also? Okay, we eight got zero. Miss Ann Geller on the phone. Oh, show that passing nine, nine. zero, unanimously. Okay. 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 They all together? I hear somebody need to give me a ride. Come on, let's go. Hello. Hold on one second. Okay, so let's go to our uh, items that were pulled. Item number two is a motion to approve the First Amendment to contract number 3436468-18 between Broward County and the Broward Behavioral Health Coalition. Uh, I want to, uh, Senator Rich, you uh, pulled that? Right. Um, I've been advised by our county attorney that I can take two and six together since they both deal with the Broward Behavioral Health Coalition. Uh, I serve as chair of the Broward Behavioral Health Coalition, which would be financially impacted by this item. I do not receive by these items. I do not receive any compensation for serving on that board, so I have no actual statutory voting conflict. However, to avoid the appearance of a conflict, I am abstaining on item two and item six. Okay. Um, motion to approve item two and six. Second. I have a motion and a second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? Show that passing. Aye. Unanimous. Uh, unit no. Eight zero with one abstention. Items, uh, items uh, two and item six, right. passing eight zero with one abstention. Okay, now we have seven. Okay. Seven. No, Dale's, Dale's on the phone, right? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Eight zero, one abstention. Okay. Okay. Number seven, motion to approve agreement between the area-wide council on aging of Broward County and Broward County. Um, so I, I am, Rich. but I got to put my Thank phone you. on mute because of where I am. Okay. So I am, I, I said yes, bye. <laughs> we, we, have, we have a pre-approval before the vote uh, for Vice Mayor Holness. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, Item 7. I also serve on the board of the Area-Wide Council on Aging of Broward County, which would be financially impacted by this item. I do not receive any compensation for serving on that board, and I therefore have no actual statutory voting conflict. However, to avoid the appearance of a conflict, I am abstaining on Item 7 and ask that this be reflected in the minutes. I move the item. We have, so we have, we have, uh, we moved. Do we have a second? second? Okay. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? We have a, uh, we have, there we go. We got an eight, eight. to nothing, eight O oh, uh, approval with one abstention. Okay. We got it down. Let's go to number 51. Commissioner, do you want to do the public uh, hearing items? So, no, I mean, I'd rather just get these, uh, the ones that were pulled, get them done first. Is that okay? Sure. Okay. 51. Uh, um, and that is Commissioner Udine? Yeah, I just pulled 51 because I know we had a conversation on this last time, and I just want staff to advise as to their position on this as far as hurricane preparedness on this issue, because when, when it came to us on the Planning Council, staff made the recommendation that they were unable to service due to the hurricane, uh, hurricane evacuation issue. Um, and 
you know, it goes beyond the staffing of a, of a, a shelter. There, there's a claim that's made by staff. The Broward Planning Council has in their next land use plan that if, if this issue comes up, that they discourage anything there. And I just want staff to opine on this before we take a vote on it. I would also, uh, well, let staff opine, but just so you know, the two commissioners from the district, uh, Commissioner Fisher and myself, both, uh, you know, are wanting to move this forward. But uh, go ahead. Yes, I, this is um, a follow-up to the conversation that we had um, a couple of weeks ago, I believe. And um, what my understanding is, is that the League of Cities will now uh, develop um, um, a means to um, have all 31 cities participate um, during hurricane evacuations and uh, any activations that we may have so that all cities are now contributing to um, the issue. If we can get um, at least a third of the total that we need, and we're, what we're doing today is we're working with the Red Cross, just as a reminder, um, for many, many, many years, the Red Cross was the entity that provided sheltering during the hurricane. And when they um, had to back away, the county stepped in because of the time frame. But uh, we recognize, given the way that we're built out, that we, we do not have sufficient resources to, um, to support all the, the shelters. So we're working with the school board. We're working, um, hopefully, with the League of Cities to be able to come up with um, a proportionate share um, for the entire community to participate when it's time for a storm activation. Commissioner Furr. Real quick, um, I know uh, the League of Cities had asked who to make sure that the school board was part of that discussion and wanted, and they were looking who our contact was. So our, our contact would be uh, Tracy Jackson and... Um, no, I mean who, who we've been dealing with at the school board with, relate, with regard to the contract that we're trying to... So I have develop. personally been dealing with um, Superintendent Runcie. Okay. So at this point, you can say Runcie, and he has staff that's been working on that. But what we're doing right now, um, I think it's at, at the last time we had this conversation, if we were to activate all of the shelters that we have, there's a maximum amount of space and people needed to accommodate that. And... Um, the Red Cross is assisting us in making sure that the number that we come up with meets the national standards that, that have been used. And our goal at this point is to try to, to share the load at this point, a third of the resources coming from uh, counties, uh, cities, as well as the school board. Okay, and I have talked with a couple of school board members who are very interested in trying to you know, open it up to um, employees of the school board. They, want, they are asking for us to let them know exactly what they need, you know, who, you know, what it entails and the whole bit. They don't, I, I didn't have enough information to be able to tell them, but if you could let me know or we can let everybody know uh, what that would entail, I think that would go a long ways to helping that school board know what they'd be asking of their employees. Yes, and, and, and um, I just want to make sure everyone understands that we did get help from the school board right. um, at the last um, um, storm that we had. So um, they are aware. They know that they have to be trained, um, and they know what the requirements are. But the number of staff that they were able to provide at that time, as well as ours, again, just 
were not sufficient. So if we can all share in right. that responsibility, I will make sure that um, that Superintendent Runcie has everything that he needs to be able to communicate with the school board. Okay, and, and I think it's important to, to, to bring them into this as much as possible. One, they have more employees than all of us put together. There's 15,000 teachers and another 15,000 non-teachers that work there. Uh, that's a lot of people to pull from. A lot of people would like to make, you know, to be able to do that and maybe even ex make extra money doing it, whatever. Um, so if there's a way of kind of pulling them in, I think that's, that's a, a really good source to work with. They're at the table. Thank you. Commissioner Fisher. Mr. Mayor. Yeah, thank you, Mayor. If uh, you can add me to the, um, uh, the what, queue. Excuse me, Commissioner Geller, are you, you wanting to speak on this? Yes, Mr. Mayor. Yeah, oh, there's a queue. I'll, I'll call you. That's what I said. If you can just add me to the queue, please, sir. Sure. Commissioner Fisher. Yeah, thank you, Mayor. Just as a reminder to the board that uh, we did the same thing with the diplomat last meeting where we decoupled them as well. And that's where the, the Hidden Harbor issue came up. And I just want to reiterate on the record that holding a LUPA hostage is not the answer because what little folks they're going to be providing is not going to be the answer to the larger problem. And I think we had great discussion on it. I would hope that the, the board would continue to support the decoupling on the Hidden Harbor thing. Thank you. Senator Geller. Senator Geller. How about Commissioner Geller? Okay. Yeah, as soon as I see if anybody else. Okay, um, Commissioner Udine. So are you confident that we'll get there? Because I like the project, I wanna vote for it, but I wanna vote for it in a way where county staff is telling me that they're confident that they're gonna get to the end goal that we need to get to. If you tell me that we're confident to get there, I'll move the item and I'll vote for it. I'm confident if the League of Cities um, um, fulfill um, the commitment that was made. And that's as, as much as I can. So if the League of Cities and the school board partners with us like we anticipate, then you're, then, then that would alleviate the concern that, that staff brought before Co the planning council. Correct. All right, so with that, you, I mean, Mayor, I'm vote I'm sorry. at that point. Um, okay, I, I, I have, I have, I'm sorry. Yes, yes, Senator Geller, we called Mayor. on you already. You, you, you want yes, to speak I, on I this? know. I heard I didn't hit my unmute button correctly. Okay, please. Okay. Um, I share Commissioner <laughs> Udine's concerns. Also uh, agree with what Ms. Henry was saying. However, Cut off the I have always expressed um, concern about the number of people that we have been requiring for item number 51. I thought that the amount of employees that we were looking at proportionate to the number of residents simply didn't make sense. So I, I'm, I firmly support uh, the agenda item 51 to release it because I never liked the number that we had picked. Okay, with that, I have a motion and a second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Any, any opposed? Show that passing 8-0, 51. Um, 53 was a uh, audience poll. Um, Michael Rayner, come on down. Good morning, Mayor and Commissioners. Michael Rayner, Chair of the County Human Rights Board. Um, I want to thank uh, Vice Mayor Holness for placing this item on the agenda, which was a recommendation of ours to join the Florida Hate Crime Coalition. Um, the Hate Crime Coalition right now is focused on amending 
uh, the state hate crimes law to remove physical and uh, mental as qualifiers uh, for disability and just leave it as disability to broaden the category, as well as to add gender identity as a protected class uh, to protect transgender individuals and um, to add also mixed motives. So if you get into a car accident and somebody calls you an idiot and another um, a racist uh, slur or something of that sort, um, it could be considered as a mixed motive. Um, but I, I was going to leave this on consent, um, but I wanted to pull it just to thank staff and, and highlight a recent um, matter. I actually have been advocating for an individual um, over the last year who was a victim of a hate crime who was transgender. Uh, she was actually beaten uh, by individuals and called a, a girly man and other descriptors um, to uh, put her down for the fact that she's transgender. And it was here over at the bus terminal by some individuals. She's a homeless individual. And, um, you know, yesterday when I dropped her off at a shelter, she asked me to stop to buy her makeup, which I haven't done since I dragged more than 10 years ago. And, um, and you know, it was to cover the scars, though, of the, uh, of the, the hateful actions of when she was punched and slammed onto the pavement of the ground. And um, so this, this type of discrimination and hatred still is very valid and current here in Broward County. Um, but really what I wanted to, in highlighting that, I also wanted to thank Human Services staff and others uh, for working with me this last week on doing some intensive intervention to um, get this individual into shelters, um, which was an eye-opening experience of what an individual experiencing homelessness goes through. Um, and I, I know Senator Rich, um, your aide Stephanie had helped by bringing underwear and bras, you know, buying brand new underwear and bras for this individual. And it really is a, um, the system, there's so much work that has to be done. And I just want to thank the county staff for their dedication and time. Everybody was a, a pleasure to work with, but the system is just so overwhelming to figure out how you help somebody. Um, but I'm glad to see that this person is so far on a road to success. So thank you. Okay. Oh, uh, so, Commissioner Rich? Yeah. I, I just uh, want to also thank Michael for the amount of time that he put into that, and, and my aide, Stephanie, as well. Um, and just to say that I met with Rebecca yesterday, and um, this um, individual is now at the Central Hack. Um, and, uh, you know, but I feel the same way that you do. There are, we, we fix one issue or one person's problems at a time, but sometimes there are systemic things that need to be addressed, particularly with transportation. I know that was an issue. So we will follow up on that and see if we can't make some difference there. Thank you. Wait, did you want to say something? If I could, one thing I forgot. Well, it was mentioned on the Monday night memo about um, that the board doesn't take its own opinions on matters. That's already in current ordinance and also, I think, an advisory board policy. So that was well understood when we made the recommendation that any position that the Human Rights Board would take would be one that would be, have been adopted and articulated by the county commission. So that's, I think, something that every board is under already the um, dictate of. Okay, uh, Commissioner Ryan, like to... You know, it's interesting to hear that, <clears throat> as applied, you, um, you have experienced some obstacles as you help this individual, um, um, you know, overcome the homelessness issue. Uh, but I'd like to... Um, to go further into that, uh, not right here, but um, let's sit down and talk about what those obstacles are, because if some of them are not extremely difficult to overcome, perhaps we can kind of categorize them in and see what we might uh, address, because uh, we don't want to um, discourage anybody who is trying to get off the streets uh, from having the ability to do so. So hopefully you'll follow up with my office. Thank Mr. you. Rainer. Thank you. 
Thank you. Okay, with that, I think we finished our consent agenda. Now we're, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mayor. I was speaking with you. Was there a motion and a second on? Uh, on number 53. Second. Let's move. Do I have someone moving 53? Second. I have, I'm, okay, a motion and a second. All in favor on number 53? Second. Aye. 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 Any opposed? I think we have a 9-0 unanimous, maybe even 10 from somewhere, but 9-0. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, we're now into our uh, regular meeting on a public hearing. I want to open up a public hearing. Uh, item number 35 is a motion to adopt a resolution to vacate a 20-foot-wide canal maintenance and underground utility easement within tract A of Parkwood 6 Platt. Um, Seeing nobody from the audience, I'm bringing it back to the commission. Anybody want to talk about that? I've, nobody? Great. Let's, do I have a motion? Number, do I have a second? I have a motion and a second item number 35. All in favor? Aye. Any Aye. opposed? Any opposed? Aye. Show item number 35 passed unanimously. Item number 36 is a motion to adopt resolution to vacate a 25-foot right-of-way easement lying within tract A of the Mill Creek Ranches Platte. Seeing no one from the audience, I'm bringing it back to the dais. Seeing nobody wants to uh, converse on that, uh, do I have a motion? Motion to move. Do I have a second? I have a motion to second on item 36. All in favor? Aye. 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 Uh, any opposed? Uh, passed unanimously, 9-0. Item number 37 is a motion to adopt resolution to vacate a 10-foot-wide utility easement, a 10-foot-wide landscape buffer easement, and a 30-foot-wide drainage easement, all lying within tract A of the Mill Creek Ranches Platte. Seeing nobody from the audience that wants to speak on this, bring it back to the dais. Approval. I have a motion. Second. A second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? Show passing unanimously, 9-0. Item 38 is a motion to adopt resolution to vacate a 12-foot-wide utility easement lying within parcels A and B of the Hasey Center Plat. Seeing no one from the audience... Pardon me? Seeing no one from the audience uh, wanting to speak on that, bringing back to the dais. Move approval. Do I have, I have a motion? Can I have a second? Second. I have a motion to second. Aye. All in favor? Aye. 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 <laughs> Any opposed? I have a 9-0 uh, with one uh, additional uh, I uh, on the approval on item number 38. Um, item number 39 is a motion to approve consent of lessor to assignment and assumption of amended and restated agreement from Port Everglades International Logistics Center, LLC, to Centerpoint Port Everglades, LLC, and authorize the mayor and clerk to execute same, pursuant to Chapter 32, Part 1, Section 32.5 of the Broward County Administrative Code. Two public hearings are required on this item. This is the second of the two required public hearings. The public hearing is now open. Are there any members of the public that wish to speak on item number 39? Seeing none, bring him back to the dais. I have, a, I have a motion to second. All in favor on item number 39? Aye. Any opposed? I think I got eight. Uh, Dale, you there? Nope. I have an 8 0 uh, approval. Public hearing is now closed. Aye. Oh. Aye. <laughs> we now have an 8 0 with a late comer. We 9 0. Okay. Um, the public hearing is now closed. Okay. Do I need any uh, any motion or second for that, Counselor? Because you're, you're, you still have uh, 40, 40, 40, 41, and 42. It's closed on that one. Yeah. 
Okay, so why why is your script telling me to close it's, it? It's a, the, the port has a special act. We use a little extra verbiage. Okay, we'll, so the public we'll hearing get, is now open again. Your, the public hearing on item 39 is closed, and now you're on 40. So. I got you. Thank okay. You. Item 40 is a motion to adopt resolution of the board granting renewal of a non-exclusive franchise to Homeland Patrol Corporation for a five-year term to provide marine terminal security services at Port Everglades. Seeing anybody from the audience, um, I'm sure a lot of the ladies want to speak on that. Anybody? I can't get anybody to speak on any of this stuff. Bring it back to the dais. You got your motion. I got second. a motion. I need a second. You got second. 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 Okay. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? Aye. Okay. We got a 9-0. Let's go. In favor. Item 41 is a motion to adopt, to adopt resolution of the board granting renewal of a non-exclusive franchise to Seaport Hub Services, Inc. for a five-year term to provide steamship agent services at Port Everglades. No one from the public uh, seeking to speak on this item. Bring it back to the dais. Move approval. Second. I, I have a motion to second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Any, any opposed? I have a 9-0 uh, approval on item number 41. Item number 42 is a motion to consider adoption of a resolution amending chapter 21 of the county administrative Co code to increase the mandatory bid amount from 50,000 to 100,000. Uh, seeing nobody from the public uh, wanting to speak on this, bring it back to the dais. Anybody? Second. I have a motion to second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Any opposed? Show that passing 9-0. Um, okay. I think, our, um, I think our public hearing is closed now. Officially. Done. Wow. This is the fastest we're doing a meeting since I've been here. It's great. We drugged their drinks or something, right? We did something to their... Okay, hold on a second. Okay, I, I'm, I'm, before I go to the parking garage, I want to go to item number 54. Uh, this is our only consent item, I mean our, our regular agenda item. Um, item 54 is a two-part motion. Part A is a motion to approve international travel on behalf of the Board of County Commissioners from June 8th to 17th, 2019 for Vice Mayor Dale Holness to attend the City of Fort Lauderdale's Business Development Mission to Israel. And part B is a motion to accept as a gift to the county expenses in connection with organization receptions and dinner in county transit and organized tours paid for or otherwise provided by the city of Fort Lauderdale as part of the city's business development mission to, to Israel. Uh, do I have anybody to speak on that? I will speak on that if I can start, um, um, if, I, if I can. Um, Commission, you know, Vice Mayor Holness, I've been very supportive of you going with, uh, I think it's called FITSI, you call it, to, to South America or Central America to develop that. Um, um, I have been supported in the past. I spoke even with Bertha yesterday, and she told me how the mayor in the past used to go on, on trips on behalf of the county. Each mayor uh, would do that, and I, I, I have a problem personally with that, with spending taxpayer dollars just to go, to go on a business development trip unless I find it really needed. I think your Fitzy trips are you're building an organization that can help us economically. Um, we have somebody sitting here in the audience, Stacy Ritter, who goes and promotes Broward County throughout the world, and, um, which is her job. I have a problem in, in doing that, um, that, just my own personal, on, so I would not go myself. Um, I, I, uh, I have an issue with this issue, and so um, I'm going to, uh, so I can't support it, uh, unfortunately. Okay. Um, but I would certainly invite you me, else to support if you want. If to. I may, this is a part of FITSI, and what you may not be aware of, uh, Mayor Bogan, is that the Israeli consulate and Israeli businesses participates in FITSI each year. 
in fact, one of our strongest supporters, is the Council General for Israel in Miami, who has not missed a FITSI event uh, in the last four years and is there as a constant. Uh, the relationship between Israel and uh, Broward County, Florida, is huge in terms of the trade numbers and, and the business development that occurs between both nations. This is in furtherance of FITSI and of that mission. So I'm, I'm sorry you weren't aware that, that, yeah, that this is the background. I'm not aware of it, but yeah. I'll let my other commissioners speak. I am supportive of, of Vice Mayor Holness uh, attending this, this event in the, um, in the state of Israel. However, it would be, I think, helpful for all of us that upon returning that, um, Vice Mayor, that you coordinate with whatever staff um, accompany you on this trip and with your own staff to prepare uh, some type a of a report on, on what has been accomplished, how you've coordinated it with perhaps the Greater Fort Lauderdale Alliance yes. and um, with the other uh, departments within the county that are uh, affected by, you know, your efforts. Well, we, 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 we do provide a report to your Office of Small Business and Economic Development uh, on each one of these trips. Uh, if, if you look back at India, we, we have one that was done. Uh, in fact, I'll tell you this, that just this past week, I met with uh, our port or airport and with the folks from Emirate as a result of that trip, uh, outbound trip to, uh, to uh, India and to Dubai. And, and, and there's some major connections being made with even the possibility of Emirates putting in more uh, cargo through uh, Fort Lauderdale, connecting the port to the airport in order to expand the amount of uh, trade that is done between us and uh, Dubai and India and the rest of the world for that matter. Uh, I was really educated on the amount of cargo that Emirates carry in the belly of those aircraft. Uh, one, one of the big things that surprised me is the amount of flowers that they carry from Fort Lauderdale uh, to, to Dubai and spread out through our, throughout Europe, coming out of Colombia, connecting uh, so much with our port. On, and the, 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 the meeting we had was very fruitful with the port director, not the port director, with the airport director, with the folks from Emirates, with our Office of Small Business and Economic Development to further ensuring that Fort Lauderdale International Airport, uh, Port Everglades, and Broward County is a center for that international trade that occurs in the world. We can't get away from it. We have to ensure that we are doing everything we can to capture that economic growth that's happening in the world and make it happen through Broward County, through Fort Lauderdale. Well, several years ago, um, during the term that I was mayor, you actually did make one of those trips pretty much um, on my behalf over to Columbia. Thank you, yes. And um, I know that you were involved in some trade issues specifically with the with the flowers, so. So let me tell you, in addition to the you, flowers. If you can, you know, further that, uh, I think you made some kind of an oral presentation before the board yes. afterwards, but it would be nice to have a written report so that we can have some benchmarks on what we would like to accomplish going forward. We'll have it. Let me just update you also on that trip to uh, Colombia. Uh, we started off with one container of, plant, uh, of plantains coming out of Colombia through Uruba. Uh, today, we're shipping almost 50 containers. On my next trip to, to Colombia, we met with the aguacate, the avocado folks, the growers. We're now, you can check with our ports, 
a lot of uh, avocados coming through Port Everglades to be distributed elsewhere as a result of that trip. So we are, we're actually seeing increase in trade, in business, and growth in jobs as a result of these missions. Commissioner Sharif, and then Commissioner Yudin. Mic on. So, Mayor, um, I just wanted to say that, you know, we have uh, missions where we increase international trade as mayors of this county. And um, through Enterprise Florida and working with our Office of Economic and Small Business Development, as well as our port and our airport, um, we have gone successfully and negotiated um, deals to increase our containers. As you know, we're, we're dredging our port right now to receive the post-Panamax um, ships to carry more cargo into our port. There are three missions that I attended as mayor, and I think that it would be very helpful if you as mayor would do that as well. Um, Mexico City, Mexico, which is one of the largest agricultural pro producers um, in the nation, where we get a, a large amount of the fruit in America, we went over there to increase international trade. Panama is where we're going to get those ships so that we can make our port more profitable. And the Dominican Republic is where we went to increase trade on things like medical supplies. What we do when we go over on trade missions is that they match 100 businesses from here to 100 businesses over there. And we swap commodities and trade. And so we then um, are exchanging in that manner and the ports, um, the, the um, chambers, the presidents, vice presidents, these are people that we meet with on these trade missions. And so that helps us to develop more business through Port Everglades and through um, the Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport. And so I would just encourage you as mayor to take a look at that. Um, I understand that um, through Commissioner Holness's efforts with Fitzy, that he has made a lot of connections. As a matter of fact, um, I'm going to be going over to um, Vietnam with Enterprise Florida, which I'm paying for myself, but I'm going to Vietnam because I want to um, increase our business activities over there as well. And so I think that um, what Commissioner Holness is asking for um, is, is, a, is a, a very small, you know, amount to spend for the, 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 you know, return on the investment. And so I'm going to support the item today. Thank you. Commissioner Yudin. Thank you. Um, I'm supportive of Commissioner Holmes traveling. I think that this is an important trip. I think it's important for Broward County to have a representative on this trip. I think there's tremendous business opportunities. Um, I've spoken to the Consul General about some of this. There's startup opportunities. Um, uh, I've spoken to people from the Shimon Perez Foundation that does startup and pitch competitions. Um, so I will su I, I'm going to support this, um, and I think that this is a, a, an, another layer that I think we can add on to the FITSE conference. Okay. I think there should be more startup and Israeli tech companies. Uh, and finally, we made, a, we made a vote as a Board of County Commissioners maybe a year ago, I don't remember, where we're supporting the Israeli bonds as part of our investment portfolio, which are all performing exceptionally well providing positive return, and I think it's important to support it. So I'm going to support this trip. Thank you. Anybody else? Senator Rich? Yeah. Um, I, I, too, will support this. I want to just say that when Governor, when uh, Charlie Crist was governor, 
uh, I went on the um, on his mission, uh, trade mission to Israel. And um, I will say that um, because it was a statewide mission, it didn't inure enough, I think, to Broward County. Uh, so this is specifically Correct. for Broward County with Walt Lauderdale mm -hmm. um, and you as a part of representing the commission. Uh, certainly, um, uh, Israel is, a, is a, a major international hub of innovation, technology, so many possibilities. Um, and um, I certainly uh, support uh, you participating and uh, look forward to I'll be there two weeks after you. Thank you. Well, the uh, Enterprise Florida is actually having a mission also, but this is a mission that the city of Fort Lauderdale uh, pretty much designed and the mayor, uh, because of my work with him, with Fitzy. Uh, Fort Lauderdale, um, you might not know, is one of our major sponsors for Fitzy uh, through the city and through the... Uh, the airport, their executive airport, and their uh, free trade zone at that executive airport. So we have a, tr a very strong partnership between the city and FITSI, and, and this is, uh, I'm certain, the reason why I, they invited me. Okay, so we, we, got, two, we got a two-part motion. Do we need to, hold on, do we need to go A and B or together? Uh, together is fine. Okay, I, so it's a two-part motion to do a, a one-way one trip um, for <laughs> Vice Mayor Holness. <laughs> I mean, a round trip. <laughs> I'm and, adding and, and, as a condition you, that he has to read the book Startup Nation before he goes, I have the book. Uh, okay, we got right. a motion and I got a second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Any Aye. opposed? We got a 9-0. Uh, I, I appreciate you telling me about Fitzy. I Thank you. Know Fitzy. Thank you. Okay, um, we, we're now going over to the uh, parking garage and the new item that was added. We're going to start uh, with Nan, uh, Nan Center Bridge regarding a very smelly topic, and it has to do with restrooms at Everglades Park. To go there, uh, could could the clerk so, show me as a vote in the affirmative and the items that passed? We, we, we okay, thank you. Yeah. And, and, and Senator Rich, just to commemorate your bathroom idea, I wanted to have a little roll up here, <laughs> just to, to kind of commemorate that idea. He's really gross. It has to do with, with bathrooms. I thought you might want to laugh at him. <laughs> I object. I think you have appropriated county property. <laughs> God. Um, okay, so um, truly this is not a laughing matter. I, I um, you know, uh, long before I got on the commission, I was an active um, user of Everglades Holiday Park, and I think it's one of the most outstanding parks we have as far as the fact that is gives people the access to the Everglades, which they would not have without without this park. So um, uh, I and it happens to be in my district as well. So I have kept up with a lot of the issues and the fact that uh, there is supposed to be significant capital renovation there, which is taking a, a very long period of time. Uh, and um, unfortunately. Um, some things have happened there that are, are, really give Broward County a very bad reputation, in my opinion. Um, they, we, they've had this bathroom situation for year, using years, using uh, porta potties. But the the growth in the, in the numbers of people that come to Everglades Park has reached 313,000 people last year. Over this weekend, there were 2,700 guests that came to the park on a tour. And guess what? When they got there. There was no place, really, there was only one bathroom. 150 seniors got off a bus uh, and uh, needed, the women got in line to use the bathroom. Um, 
it's it's really, as I said, um, it, uh, it's, you know, these are guests of Broward County. That's how I look at it. And we need to do the best, give them the best experience possible. And uh, this is just uh, kind of intolerable at this point. Um, so, and I understand that, you know, it's taking time. And I've worked with Dan West, and I know he's trying very hard. But we need to expedite this. We cannot let people come to this facility on a weekend or any day of the week and not have operable bathrooms. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it, it's just, it's really like, you know, some kind of a third world country, and I, it's just not appropriate. So I, I would like to ask that uh, we get something accomplished immediately, either purchasing new, uh, you know, portable toilets, um, in, or, you know, begin the construction as quickly as possible. I mean, I, I, I'm hearing, you know, 2021, 20, you know, whatever. It's, it's, we can't wait. We just can't let this place operate and have our name attached to it. Uh, you know, it's just, it's, as I said, just an, a, an intolerable situation. County, County Administrator, how can we get that done this year? So I can't commit that we can get it done this will be this uh, this year for two reasons. First done. and foremost, there are permits that we will need from the Army Corps of Engineer. So let's step back. Twenty-two years, we're still trying to get our permits for the for Port Everglades. So uh, we have we have permits that we have to get from the Army Corps, and we have. Um, permits that we have to get from the South Florida Water Management District. And we are working very diligently to do that. I think what we can commit to is we had a situation there where we had um, these temporary facilities. Um, and as Murphy's luck would have it, um, we had uh, sort of a double whammy. And so for now, um, we have two uh, standby plumbers there. We're bringing new facilities, not the, the the permanent one, but new temporary facilities until we're able to get the permits that we need so that the construction can start. So we'll keep it on the parking garage? We'll keep it on the parking yes. garage and, and the updates that uh, we will um, uh, we will provide um, to to the board, um, we'll deal with first and foremost the temporary, which I think we can we can handle uh, ASAP, and and whatever help we could get with the uh, those permitting agencies because it's the Everglades, um, we certainly um, will try to take advantage of that. Uh, Commissioner Ryan, uh, why don't we call Alligator Ron? Have him get out there. He's he's the Everglades guy, so maybe he can assist in expediting that. Okay. Well, I I I, I, the project. <laughs> uh, I reached out um, to you specifically because I know that you are working on another effort um, with the Army Corps. I think the South Florida Water Management District will be is isn't the the wouldn't be the big problem. I think it's the Army Corps at this point, and um, it looks like we may be having. Uh, the other way around. I'm sorry. Said the other way around. So um, sounds like um, Alligator Ron might be able to help us out okay. there. All right. Okay. okay. Thank you. Yeah. If we're having a problem with the South Water, that's the new appointees from the governor, right? Yes. Correct. So Alligator Ron would actually know those people. Mm -hmm. And yes. uh, can we utilize? Is there a yes. way we can utilize him? Yes, we can. We okay. certainly can ask him. Yep. However. Uh, I mean, I want to separate this. I, I totally understand about the Army Corps. I've been, you know, uh, educated on this since I got on the board. 
but I am talking about something that you know does not need that kind of a permit. I am talking about health and safety out there, having bathrooms. You know, the air conditioning for summer after summer has been out. They finally, uh, Dan got portable units because it was 96 degrees in this place. People come there. They go into the place to buy, you know, to buy a drink or, or soda or, or, you know, or, or, or get some food. And, I mean, and people have to work in this. So, you know, they've, they've gotten that. There's electrical issues. There's all kinds of issues. But there are things, you know, that just, you know, don't, rely on the Army Corps of Engineers and putting portable, workable portable toilets there and making sure that we, you know, have a decent place for people who are going to this facility. But you're looking for portable toilets more now, but well, eventually now, okay. you're not looking for portable. You're no, looking no, for real no, plumbing and real bathrooms. No, I, the, and uh, we do understand. So um, while we've been waiting to get the, the requisite permits that we need, we did bring out um, some portable units, and 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 as I said, unfortunately, we had a double uh, situation that occurred. It doesn't uh, make it, you know. It's just something now we're just a lot more cognizant of. So we'll have now a triple backup to make sure that we don't have that problem. But the the permanent solution is to get it to get the uh, the bathrooms permitted and installed, so we're not depending on porta potties. No. So, sound rich is that it's just, yeah. sound uh, reasonable or no? It's I mean it's we, we just need to make sure that this get at least gets taken care of as quickly as possible. Correct. Okay. Okay. I would like to real quickly go through the items on in the commissioners that have items on the uh, parking garage today at twelve thirty. Uh, we have a meeting regarding the Hollywood uh, Cirque. Uh, we'll have a uh, lunch also. So, but that's set at twelve thirty. Uh, next. Uh, Commissioner Furr's accreditation, there's no update on that. Commissioner Udine's on the MSD investigative report. The county has scheduled meetings for this week, April 15th. Um, um, Commissioner Holness, there's a new item uh, on the Lauder Hill Transit Center. The county submitted um, the, uh, submitted the LHMTC engineering drawings to FDOT for their review and approval. There's items on that uh, that's been highlighted. The uh, Broward college gap program I'm going to bring back uh, within the month um, to see how we can move forward with that and like students that we saw today actually. Uh, no update on the Convention Center Hotel. Alpha 250, we have um, new information on, from Commissioner Furr. You appeared before the Broward League. Cities, you'll talk about that. Text 911, we know what that was just announced. Spectrum building, the title and survey were completed. Staff is in the process of reviewing them. Um, everybody has this, I assume the uh, updated information. Um, so I don't need to read it to everybody. So anyway, um, tomorrow we are uh, cutting a ribbon at 12 noon. Please, you're all invited uh, to uh, for the naming of the West Wing for Skip Campbell. Um, please, uh, that's at the courthouse tomorrow, 12 noon. And, um, and that takes care of the uh, parking garage. With that, um, on the... Uh, courthouse naming for uh, T.J. Reddick. Uh, I understand we are installing that shortly, and we're looking at a date to celebrate that uh, towards the end of uh, April. I'll make sure inv invitation goes out to everyone also. Yes. Can we remove text to 911 from the parking garage since that issue's been completed? 
Yes, it's and, being removed. And, and can we add in its place the, the migration of the school buses, which will be done over so that we can get that status and have that, the radio, the school buses? You got, yep. Thank you. Uh, anybody else on anything on the parking garage? Okay. Let's go uh, um, with uh, county administrator. Any report you have? Uh, I do. Um, if you could um, bear with me for a second, I would like to show the audience as well as those of you that may have missed our um, launch for text to 911. We have a one minute video that I'd like to show um, the audience and the board. So if you could. Bear with you. Tee it up, tee it up. Nine one one is the number to call in emergencies. Texting to nine one one is now available in Broward County. Call if you can. Text only if you can't. is especially useful for individuals who may be deaf, hard of hearing, or may have a speech impairment. Texting to nine one one should also be used in situations where it may be unsafe to make a phone call, including active shooter incidents, home invasions, and domestic violence. Text to nine one one may take longer than a voice call. Keep text messages plain and concise. Avoid using slang and abbreviations, sending group text messages, photos, videos, dashes, or emojis. Visit 911.broward.org to learn more tips and information. And remember to only send a text to 911 when a voice call is not an option. Call if you can, text only if you can. Thank you. Um, I'd also like to uh, obviously thank the commissioners that were there at a launch mayor and Commissioner Udine and the other commissioners that had an opportunity to stop by. But more importantly, our um, community for um, d d disabled and speech uh, impairment, um, they have helped us uh, from the beginning to the end. They have been very um, uh, welcoming in, in terms of getting us access uh, to the to the communities that would be uh, this would be most beneficial to so um, we're happy that this one uh, just just one more thing we can uh, check off of the list and and I appreciate it second I just wanted to let the board know that um, our library's adult 101 series which um, um, we provide a lot of educational activities, but they were awarded the Library of Congress State Literacy Award. So you can give kudos to our library staff. Work really hard. And uh, remind everybody next week, wear your jeans. Um, it is National Assault, Sexual Assault Awareness and Child Abuse Prevention Month. And, um, and uh, kudos to our staff at Nancy J. Cotterman. They are getting the word out. So we'll see everybody in their jeans. Thank you. Good, okay. okay, I'm gonna do my report last. Let's go around the dais. Commissioner Udine. Um, just to add to the text to 911, the, the employees that were responsible within the organization did such an amazing job. Not the head people, the actual people that were probably in the cubicles programming all this for the last six months. They were so excited to be there. They did a fantastic job, and they should be recognized as well. It was a really a good team effort to get this out in the first quarter. Um, with that, I know the MSD uh, report is on, and we're, we have some meetings coming up with the Police Foundation. The MSD Commission is meeting actually today and tomorrow 
uh, in Sunrise to do some follow-up stuff. Um, I'm going to probably try and swing by after this meeting to see what's what over there. But, you know, it's just something that we need to keep staying on top of as a commission because we continued to be um, discussed and mentioned by that group as to what we're doing as pub as far as public safety within the county. So that's all I'll say. Commissioner Ryan, anything? I just want to briefly mention that <clears throat> we'll be doing a uh, ribbon cutting for the uh, Broward Workforce Development Board new offices out on Oakland Park Boulevard. And um, this group brings down a lot of federal funding for job training. Uh, it, it's, I think, an integral part of the low unemployment rates that we have here in Broward County. And we are pleased to have the mayor that will join us, that's you, Mayor Bogan, uh, at the event. And we're very excited for... I am? Yes, it's on your calendar. Okay. So you'll be there, and if you need some assistance on, um, you know, putting together some remarks, perhaps you could go through the county attorney's office. Commissioner Furr? Yes, um, I did uh, present to the Broward League of Cities uh, a draft for the for, of a memorandum of understanding that would allow that would essentially pledge their waste stream to together. Uh, that's going to their uh, committees to to decide. Then it will go to every city commission in the in the county. Um, this is a good first step. It's not it's not you know going be it's not getting into the details of governance and all that kind of stuff. It's simply a pledge that we're going to work together. So it's a it's a good first start. Um, also this week is uh, we are going to be um, voting on the ILA with the MPO for the on the Fourth Amendment. And I believe on the ILA regarding the sales tax with the MPO, I think we may have to do have a little tweaking there from what I'm hearing. But those are two big, uh, two big issues at the uh, at the MPO. Um, uh, on April 18th, uh, there's going to be uh, my next move, which is uh, a uh, a time where all of those seniors who are just getting ready to graduate but don't know that don't have a college picked out, don't have a job yet. Um, They're going to be all meeting at Plantation High School. Now it is involving every single high school in the county. Uh, what we're trying to do is get as many of our uh, major companies and industries there. So it is not too late. If you are not, if you are an industry or, or major business or an employer of, uh, at all, uh, we, we, uh, we'd love to have you there. If you would contact Susan Kleiman at the Fort, Greater Fort Lauderdale Alliance, uh, that would be great. And then lastly, uh, the animal shelter um, put out their strategic plan this year, I mean this week, which is they did a very good job of it. This, I think this was a while in coming. Um, it, 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 had a lot of, it had a chance to have a lot of input, a lot of community input. It has a lot of good metrics on it. And those are the kind of things I think we, need, we needed to see so that we know where, you know, what, what outcomes are expected, which ones, and where, you know, where when and where there's a need for accountability, now we have a, a way to measure it. So I, I want to thank uh, uh, Henry Snezak and I think that whole group for putting it, for getting that passed uh, and out there. Anybody wants to see it, it's on the website now. And that's all. Thanks. Vice Mayor Holness. I had to step away for a couple of minutes uh, on a family matter. Uh, but I'd like to recognize the illustrious Delta Signa Theater Sorority Incorporated 
who were here earlier this morning for Delta Sigma Day. We had Delta members from three, three different chapters here today. Thank you to the Deltas for 106 years of service with over 900 chapters and 30,000 members. On this Saturday, April 13th, Broad Aware, Protecting Our Children presents Family Fun and Resource Fair from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. at Reverend Samuel Delvo Memorial Park, located at 2650 Sistrunk Boulevard in Fort Lauderdale. The theme this year is Growing the Voice of Our Future. To empower you to have a voice, participate, and engage in activities and, and events impacting their lives. This is a free event with live entertainment, free dental screening, family fitness, free food and refreshments, and many, many resources. It'd be a great event for you all to attend. Wow, awesome. What? Yes, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> Commissioner Sharif. Thank you. <laughs> I bet you lost that bet, didn't you? Uh, I got that one again. <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, um, Mayor, I wanted to talk a little bit about an item that I'm going to bring back, and I'd like to add it to the parking lot because it should have been on there anyway, but we didn't do that. Yes. Um, the, as mayor, when we went through Hurricane Irma, I had placed a tree ordinance, a tree trimming ordinance item on the agenda. We had um, gone back and had an approval and concept to go ahead and go forward with trying to make that work. As we have gone through the process in trying to make that work, some items um, that we had previously approved uh, proved to be a little bit challenging financially, um, which is the removal or the trimming of the trees that are actually in the power lines. FPL couldn't provide additional help with that, and so it would be all on the county to pay for that. I don't think that we want to take that on. I don't think you want to take that on. So what I did is I, I want to bring the ordinance back and um, have the ordinance take those deadlines out that require taking out those trees and all of the tree trimming, and then um, move forward with something that's prospectively um, right tree, right place. Do not plant trees under power lines anymore, number one. Number two, try to um, work collaboratively with the cities to work with their developers and with their people, their residents in their cities, that if they do have a tree that they find is in a power line and they want to take it out, that there's no penalties to taking that tree out. Because as you know, in some cities, they have... Um, ordinances where if you take one tree out, you have to plant three. Or if you take a tree out, you have to put the tree back in the exact same space. So what we want to do is give property owners some leeway to, to protect themselves um, and keep their power on when the storms come. Because we know that um, over 75% of the 900,000 people in Broward County who lost power during Hurricane Irma was due to vegetation being in the power lines. So there was a lot of tree trimming that went on before power could go back on. And I live in a very wooded area, um, along with many others in Broward. Um, I was one of the last people of the 900,000. I was 1,487 of us left and I was one of the last people in Broward County to have power back during Hurricane Irma after 10 days after the storm. So you, you, so, 
Okay, well, I so, was so in you the you, you want to eliminate all trees in Broward County? I think that's <laughs> a great idea. Go ahead. Yeah, so you're gonna fill this audience full of crazy people. Uh, no, I'm not going to eliminate all trees in Broward County. What I want to do is stop people from planting under power lines. Do proactively no no planting under power lines going forward. Get the cities to work with their residents. If they have the ability to take the trees out, let them take them out without penalties. And then we had a small tree. A, tr a small trust fund with about $50,000 in it. Um, since we started advertising, there was only about 17 people who took, took um, advantage of that. So there is some money there left to help people repurchase um, better trees or trees that are more native to Florida um, than the ones that they have there that are intruding on power lines. So I'm bringing that back. I'd like that to be placed on the, on the parking lot list. I'm going to have an item coming back. And I am now working with the Broad League of Cities, FPL, and um, I'm going to ask my colleagues, because um, many hands make light work, if all of you could help me in your um, prospective districts with talking to the mayors in those districts, letting the commissioners and the city managers know that this is coming, because what we want to be is unified in Broward County with trying to keep our power on for the next storm. Okay, so um, that's pretty much what I have. And then just the other thing that we wanted to mention, our county water parks are open. So um, we're trying to promote them. So please um, have all your residents come to C.B. Smith Park in Pembroke Pines. You didn't laugh at that. That was a joke. Um, <laughs> see, I knew he was going to come with T.Y. Park. But they're all open right now. So please um, invite your residents out to our Broward County Parks because um, Right now, we have something better going on than them going up to SeaWorld or Disney World. Thank you. <laughs> Senator Rich, Commissioner Rich. Okay, thank you, Mr. Mayor. Just a couple of things. Um, first of all, I want to follow up on what uh, Commissioner Beam mentioned about uh, our strategic plan for the uh, animal shelter, animal care and adoption shelter. Um, and I, uh, there was a lot of input from the community, but I'm also, I think, grateful that, uh, that Lorelei, who's the director, uh, had uh, best friends come in and help do an assessment, which definitely um, had some implications for strategic plan and for future uh, needs of the, of the shelter. It showed the things we were doing well and things where we needed some improvement. Um, I want to just mention one of the things was advertising and promotions, and I don't know if anybody, everybody saw this, but I love this. It was in the paper on Sunday, and it says, it's two adorable kittens, it says, immediate foster parents needed. Aww. And uh, I will tell you that uh, Lorelei and the shelter, her staff, are doing a great job in terms of getting foster uh, parents for kittens and, uh, and get, getting them adopted. It says it takes a big heart to help a little one. A shelter is no place for baby kittens. Learn how you can help them live, and it has a contact foster at Broward.org. Um, and uh, so I'll put that out there for anyone who's interested, who's listening, contact foster at Broward.org. Uh, and I want to congratulate uh, Lorelei on the good work she's, she's been uh, doing over at the shelter. Uh, sometimes change is hard, and uh, she's sticking with it and um, I think making a big difference. I believe it was, um, seems to me at some point last month, we had 90% no kill, which is, uh, you know, we're really inching up. It's really excellent. 
Um, I also just want to mention about the census, 2020 census 2020. Uh, we had a wonderful press conference a week ago Monday, um, and uh, it was held in conjunction with the U.S. Census uh, Bureau because they were having their initial press conference, and then communities all over the country had uh, their press conferences as well. Um, I will say we had wonderful support uh, both from our staff here. Uh, Josie Sisodia is my kind of staff counterpart as, as chair of the committee. Margaret Stapleton, who does an amazing job with communications. Kimberly Moreau uh, was involved uh, from the from the uh, county commission perspective and lots, lots and lots of others. We have five subcommittees that are already working on hit the ground running. Uh, most of them have to deal with issues of hard to enumerate populations because Broward County uh, had about, I believe it's 20% that did not answer the call of the census last year. And I just want to make it clear that this, this census is for every person. It's not, it's not about citizens or non-citizens. It's not about age. It's every person is supposed to be counted. That's what this is about. That's what our Constitution says. Unfortunately, the U.S. Census, uh, the director did not mention in their press conference in Washington the fact that there is a lawsuit and uh, it has to deal. It deals with the censorship, citizenship question. That's uh, right now. There has been no decision. Um, there is the lawsuit, as I mentioned. It will go before the Supreme Court for um, arguments April 23rd, and. Um, decision is supposed to be made in time for the printing of the census forms in June. Uh, having that, that question has not been on the ballot since 19, on the, on the ballot, excuse me, on the form, census form, since 1950. And unfortunately, um, the person who resides in the White House said that if it's not on, then the census is worthless. Well, I can assure you the census is not worthless without that question being on it. Uh, what's, what's, what, what we need, though, is to make sure this is about federal funds coming back to our community. And what, this is the message that we're trying to give through all of our subcommittees, through all of the people that are working on this. $675 billion is at jeopardy here nationwide over 10 years. The number that they've come up with, if you are not counted, if a person is not counted, it's $1,445 a year for 10 years. So just think, if 20% of people in Broward County are not counted, what we lose. And I want to say, you know, we all are focused on early childhood. Dean's done an amazing job. We're now working with the ELC because the, the highest undercount was children five and under. We found out that in Kendall, down in South Dade, there was such an undercount that they actually had no credibility in applying for monies from the federal government dealing with, uh, with uh, early childhood pre-K and so forth. So we cannot, we just cannot let that happen here. So I just, you know, want to mention, as I said, we have these subcommittees. Uh, Josie Bacalau from Hispanic Unity heads up the cultural ethnic uh, one. Uh, Barbara Effman is doing promotions. Um, Mark Adler, who's head of uh, Meals on Wheels, and Natalie Castellanos from the Health uh, Foundation of South Florida. Uh, head up an, uh, another one called Hard to Enumerate, um, and there is a city-county subcommittee which is headed up by Margaret Bates, uh, and that is a very important one because obviously we have not a lot of unincorporated area. We have 31 municipalities. They have to be a really big, strong part of the count here. 
but I will say that everyone has said, uh, going down to date and seeing what they're doing, that we're, we're, we're way far ahead. So I feel really good at that, about that. And we're gonna make this the best, most successful census count we ever had out of Broward County. Thank you. Commissioner Fisher. Mayor, I had yielded my time to the vice mayor, so I'm all clear. <laughs> um, uh, before I give it to the auditor, I wanted to do a mayor's report, and I just wanted to start out. Mayor, ahead. don't forget I, me, please. Oh, okay. I didn't know you were there. Uh, why don't you go ahead, Senator Geller? Uh, go ahead. Do you have some Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Yes, I've been here the whole time. A um, couple of quick items. First, I'd like to add an item to the uh, parking garage uh, on reference to the Nova Innovation Hub. I have I've been discussing this. I understand that there are some. Uh, we're still trying to clear up some legal issues, but I really think that this needs to be a priority and would like to see it added to the parking garage. It's added. Okay. Secondly, uh, to uh, Commissioner Sharif, uh, Commissioner, you may want to talk to um, the Tallahassee lobbying team, uh, specifically Marty Cassini, uh, in reference to what you were talking about on the tree trimming. It seems likely that this year the legislature, as they have been prone to do is going to pass a substantial tree trimming ordinance, which will, uh, or which probably will uh, preempt local government. Uh, so you should follow up with uh, with Marty Cassini on that uh, to bring you up to date, because I'm sure you'll be interested in that. And finally, I will be attending the uh, uh, lobbyist meeting for the Broward County lobbyists at 6.30 this evening. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Okay, I, I got a couple of questions on something that I did a couple of weeks ago, so I just wanted to let everybody here know what I did and why I did it. Um, I, I guess uh, I wanted to ask everybody if you would feel comfortable getting into an airplane and you knew that the software would take over control of the plane and the pilot would have no authority to, to, uh, to fly the plane. Let me say that again. Would you get in an airplane, and Senator Rich, uh, so you do, would you get in an airplane if you knew at some point the software can take over the plane and the pilot had no way of maneuvering the plane? I, I don't think most people would ever want to get into an airplane. So as you all heard in the news, Lion Air crashed with a 737 MAX 8, and then um, another air, airline crashed with the same thing, the, the nose pointed down, crashed, the pilot had no way of, of controlling the plane. I got contacted by people in the aviation field, some pilots who are telling me that there were problems happening here in the United States that were unreported. There were some nosedive incidences where um, pilots were experiencing problems with the MAX 8. And therefore, I, I put an agenda item, which you never saw, because uh, I put an agenda item that we would ban all MAX 8 aircrafts from landing at Fort Lauderdale Airport, and if I didn't have the authority, we would negotiate, renegotiate a contract with Southwest, and if I didn't have that authority, then we would at least let passengers know for the safety of all passengers that when they're getting on an airplane, a Max 8 airplane, at this time, the plane would take over and the pilot would have no cutoff switch, no switch to disengage, so if that plane is going down, the pilot could not pull the plane up. Three hours later after I, I wanted to put an agenda item, uh, the president came out and grounded all uh, aircraft. So that was moot and I pulled it. So I just wanted to let everybody know what I did. And um, right now Boeing is talking about doing software, which still is not right. They need to do a hardware and have a disengage switch. And last night I found out this is also happening to the Airbus A300, where there's been several incidences that has not been really reported, um, where there's been 
the airline has been uh, uncontrolled, the airplane's uncontrolled because the anti-stall system takes over the plane and the pilot is having trouble getting control of it. So uh, I've always, I, I used to fly little planes, I love aviation, and, um, and if I could make a difference in trying to come out and speak out, I'm going to, but uh, I just want to let everybody know uh, about that. And uh, with that said, um, County Auditor, do you have anything? Nothing, sir. Hey, County Attorney? Anybody else? Uh, we have a 12.30, so 12.30, uh, uh, we'll have lunch brought in in about 15 minutes. See you there, thank you.